the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and each and every week we do what we can to better prepare you for tomorrow. Because guess what? We all age. This is what happens to the best of us. (laughs) But the good news is we can do it gracefully. We can do it educated. And that's why we're here. Because we talk about the things that nobody wants to talk about. We talk about the real life issues that are happening every single day as we age. And we give you information. We share knowledge with you. Because knowledge is power. And the more we know, the better off we're going to be as we age. Because guess what? It happens to everybody. It's not just it's not just certain people. It is every single person that was born. Uh, this is what happens. So this is the goal, is to have these conversations on aging and to do it really before anything traumatic happens. And what we've seen here at Next Steps for Seniors, as you all know, I have a company called Next Steps for Seniors here in Michigan. And the goal of that organization is really to help people navigate the maze of where to go, what to do, how to make things happen, and what the best placement is. Maybe you need assisted living. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just need home care. So that's what the business does. And that's why we started this this program for you, Next Steps for Seniors, as far as the radio and podcasting goes, because we want to share this information with you. We want to give you knowledge and explain the things that are coming in the future. And I'll tell you, I've learned a lot over the course of time, just from the different calls we've gotten in, the different guests that we've had on the program. And I'm going to just share a couple of those things with you today, because we get a lot of calls and we hear a lot of stories. And you don't want to be that person that had no idea. And all of a sudden you get a call from the police and they say, your mom is driving on the wrong side of Telegraph Road, because that can happen. And how is it we don't know? 
this is how I'm going to explain it. When your mom comes to your house and drives every single time they need to see you for mm, 20 years and they go to the same house and they drive at the same time and they come visit you, you assume that she knows the way she knows how to get there. But what you don't know is how she gets there, right? Because she could be going 20 miles an hour and you have no idea because you've never followed her. You've never gotten the car with her. And you know why? Because we just don't think of this stuff, right? You just don't think about it. But we need to get in the car with our loved ones and have them drive us. And let me tell you something. If you're nervous, if you're nervous, then imagine what the people around that car are thinking. I always say this. If you don't think you can stop for a two-year-old that runs in front of you across the street. And I just saw this today, actually. (laughs) I just saw a dog run out in front of a car and he slammed on his brakes. And this is the first thing I thought because of what I do, of course. Oh, goodness. I wonder if that person was elderly, if they would have even seen the dog or if they would have been able to stop on time. And you know what? That's what scares me because being behind the wheel of an automobile, it's a big deal. We cannot take it lightly. We cannot take it lightly, and it could potentially be life and death. Now, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here. I'm just trying to be real, and that's why you're listening to this program, because you know real questions are answered today. That's why we're here. And and I want to tell you what the answer is to this. Uh, in addition to getting in the car, in addition to following them without them knowing it, there's one more thing you can do. You can go to the Secretary of State. And, and there's a form and it, and it could be unanimous. Like you wouldn't even know who's filling it out. They wouldn't know. I should say that you fill out a form, you send it in and guess what happens? Your loved one will get something in the mail stating that they need to come in for a driver's test. Now, Hey, if they pass the driver's test, then they should be driving. But nine times out of 10, what I've seen is they don't even want to go into the Secretary of State and take a driver's test. So they automatically say, I probably shouldn't be driving. And sometimes that is the best decision. We have so many options with public transportation these days between, thank goodness for Uber, whoever thought of that was brilliant. You know, but there's a there's a ton of different options for driving. I also want to share with you listeners, just since we're on this driving topic, is there is a program called SAIL, S-A-I-L. It's a senior assessment program. The assessment services are fully covered for individuals who have Medicare and Medicare supplement insurance. And what they basically do is they do a complete a driver assessment service. They have an actual, and I've done this. I actually went to the building, sat down and did it. And it's got stop. It's a like a little, um, like a remote driving thing. You know, you got the wheel, you got the pedal and they've got a screen in front of you and they're testing your reaction time. And if they suspect cognitive impairment or any type of dementia that they believe could be a risk, They actually have therapies and functioning and different things that they can do right there um, and refer you to, you know, another person. So, you know, this and, and talk to the family. This is the kind of stuff we need, this assessment. They also have a computer 
and this was kind of cool, um, that you can, you, they tell you that you're playing games, but what they're doing is watching to see how much you remember. Like they'll show you pieces of fruit and then they'll come, they'll ask you a question and said, what was the first piece of fruit, you know, you saw, but this, these are the things we need to, we need to do. And why not, if it's covered under Medicare, why not do this program? And you can call our office to get more information on that. And that's 248 651 But as you age, and and these are the things we go through, one of the other big things that starts happening is you're paying attention to your parent and you're starting to feel guilty like you're not doing enough. Okay, I just had this this discussion with a family last night and all the kids and their wives are like, mom and dad think that we're supposed to do everything for them. And we just can't do it. I mean, we have full-time jobs. We have children we're bringing to college. We just have a lot going on. But we feel guilty because they really they really want us to do this. They want us to set up a rotation, bring them food every day. And so there's a guilt that goes along with that. That is another topic that we're going to be talking about in future programs because it, it can happen, right? It's real. This is what happens. Real life, real answers. So we want to be able to mix in some of these experiences of what I've already learned into our future programs at Next Steps for Seniors because this is the program that's really going to help you understand all of these things, the driving, the Medicare. And did you know open enrollment's coming up? Not sure if you knew that and do you even know what that means. <laughs> That's another topic that we cover on this program. But this is the information that we all need as we age. And there is a fear. There's a, there's a fear that surrounds this time in our lives for some reason. And it's just the stress maybe of making the right decision about the future. Maybe it's stress about money, which is another topic that we're going to be talking about in the future because People don't realize everything's not covered under insurance, for example. So our goal is really just to give you a better understanding of all of these things. What is home health care? What is home care? What is the difference between the two? How do you get the right caregivers? What is assisted living? What's the difference between assisted living and independent living? And what do you look for? Another great topic we discuss. What factors decide? What is the deciding factor that you feel before you make a decision to move? What about hospice? What does that mean? And how how soon can you get on hospice? Another huge topic that we will be discussing on Next Steps for Seniors. Actually, we did have someone on hospice, I want to say talking maybe a month ago. I hope you were able to hear that program, but if not, we'll have that in the future as well. Legal matters are another really big topic that I feel people aren't prepared for. I would say 10%, maybe 15 of the people that call into this office have a POA. A POA is a power of attorney. So if something happens to you and you can't make the decision for yourself, somebody else will do that for you. But you want to select who that is (laughs) because we all prefer to have somebody we know and love that would make a decision similar to what we would make. So each and every week, these different topics will be available for you to really dive into these deep questions. And there's going to be some social media sites that you can actually ask questions that we will answer on air. Right now, you can email those right to our office at office at 
nextstepsnumber4seniors.com. And you can say, hey, you know, this is the situation with my mom. Can you answer this question on air? Because chances are high. If you have a question, other people in the same situation may have the same question. You're listening to Next Steps for Seniors, answering your questions about tomorrow, today. WDTK FM 101.5 AM 1400. We'll be back in just a moment with our guest. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot FM 101.5 AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors, the program that talks about tomorrow, today. And our guest in the studio this morning is a dear friend of mine, colleague, an amazing woman who has such a heart just for seniors in general, but specifically, I feel, for our forgotten middle, lower income seniors that really are struggling. And I'm blessed to have her with me this morning, Tina Abate Matsoff. Did I say that right? <laughs> Pretty darn close. <laughs> <laughs> and t- I've known Tina for years and years and years, and she's been in the industry doing what, what we do, mm-hmm. really. We've partnered for a long time, yes. and she has a lot of knowledge, and so that's why you're here today. You're mm-hmm. here for that purpose and Baldwin Society, which you're the CE. What is your title? I am the president. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're going to talk about what Baldwin Society is in our next segment, because there's a lot of things that they do to help people. But before we get there, because you're so knowledgeable, let's just have the conversation, because that's what we do, about things to pay attention to in our loved ones, or maybe in yourself, because we've got seniors listening to the program. As we age, that start maybe becoming more noticeable, and you need to start doing some things about it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say the number one thing I'm thinking of, and then I'll turn it over to you is um, transportation, driving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's funny because people plan for a lot of things as they get older. And one of the things that they don't necessarily plan for is the ability to stay mobile. If in fact you don't have either the eyesight, sometimes the hearing, or even the physical ability to operate a vehicle. And you'll start to notice um, issues related to this. Um, you might feel a little nervous. Um, you might make some adjustments, right, in terms of your driving time, um, you know, maybe avoiding it during, you know, what would traditionally be more busier, busier times, right, rush hour, things like that. Or nighttime, too. And evenings, of course, is, the, you know, probably the most obvious, right, folks wanting to get off the road before it's dark. Um, so those are all really good indicators that, you know, you're modifying your behavior as your skill set and, and things change as you age, which is just a natural part of aging. Um, I uh, had the opportunity to create um, the region's first mobility management center, and it's still operational today. It's very, very vibrant, and it's called MyRideTheNumber2.com. On that website, you will find a whole bunch of resources that not only help you to evaluate your skill set in terms of your ability to stay driving, but also to find alternatives and resources that can help to keep you mobile. So, um, see listeners, this is what I said. She has all this knowledge wrapped up in this head and that's exactly what we need. It's it's, because you're not sure, right? You're, you're just questioning yourself. And when you get to that moment mm -hmm. where you're like, Ooh, am I okay to drive? Mm -hmm. And you're going to be stubborn about it because you, you know, taking away our driving feels like we're losing independence. And that's why I think of that first when I think of as we age, right? I feel that, um, it's, it's, it's actually the studies show that women, um, 
are have an easier time at least exploring and evaluating. And even when the time comes, um, moving into the direction of choosing alternative transportation rather than, you know, getting behind the wheel yourself. Um, I think men, I agree, and and the the research does show that they do need to have um, maybe someone from a more professional standpoint, not necessarily their children or their um, adult children, I would say, but they, they might need more of a medical perspective. And of course, the, you know, speaking to your doctor about this, um, there is physical and occupational therapy experts in the area that can help you to evaluate that. One thing I will mention is if you do go that route and um, they do evaluate the fact, you know, and say, you know, come to the conclusion after the assessment that you really shouldn't be operating a vehicle, they will report that. So, um, and who do they send that to? The state? I think that they do. Okay. Yes, it is. It does go to the state. And there's different ways that you know, if you suspect that someone is driving and really shouldn't be, maybe you see a neighbor and you know you've seen them, you know, their hit a mailbox or or Whatever. things that are similar. Mm-hmm. Um, again, at the MyRide2.com, they will. Um, they will direct you to the form that you can fill out and you can do it anonymously. And, you know, I mean, for the safety of all of us, especially as we all age, sometimes it's really hard to self-evaluate. So it's it's not to say that if you're doing that, that you're doing something terrible to somebody. Keeping ourselves safe is the most important thing. Today, there are more alternatives than ever to alter to get you from point A to point B when we think of Uber and um, Lyft and some of these other uh, things. These may be harder for seniors to operate. My Ride 2 also has a, um, a live operator answering service. So if you don't just want to use the website, you can also call the number that's there. There's a number on the website. It, 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 uh, filtrates to the Area Agency on Aging, and uh, their operators, I think one of the best things that the Area Agency on Aging does today is to give people resources and information, and their operators can also support you in either uh, you know, navigating through the system, which, by the way, is very complex here in southeastern Michigan due to our history and right in our expertise in driving cars and so this this idea the of driving city we are the motor city <laughs> and don't and, take that away from and us. we don't want that to be taken away from us and no one does but eventually and for some people and actually you know if you live to be 100 the chances of you still you know being able to effectively operate a vehicle you know had diminish now that's not to say that we should correlate the ability to drive with aging Mm-mm. and i'm not an advocate for that i do feel that and some states do. Some states say, hey, you know, pilots, for example, and other folks in other professions, when you get to a certain age, you're no longer driving or you're not, you know, they move you out. Um, and um, so I'm not to say that I'm an advocate for that, but just keeping your skill set sharp, knowing what alternatives are, planning and knowing where to go, like my ride, the number two dot com. Right. And um, say it one more time. <laughs> my ride. My ride. R-I-D-E, the number two, dot com. I love it. Mm-hmm. And did you know in other countries, how about this one? You mm-hmm. can't even rent a car over the age of 75. Oh, yeah. I, I, so there, so this, this correlation of age to driving I know. And, and putting sort of a line in the sand <clears throat> is something that does happen in other states and it does happen in other countries. Not in Michigan. And not yes. in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's up to, it behooves all of us to plan for things and to also stay current on our skill set, right? And to keep ourselves focused. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so one of the other things I wanted to talk with you about is hygiene. Mm-hmm. I do see, and I know I've visited numerous clients and they're in the same clothes day after after day after day. Mm-hmm. What what do you feel? I mean, when you're when you're seeing that with your loved one, it's usually because they're 
fearful, right? Of getting into the shower. They think they're going to fall. Like, tell me, tell me your thought process behind, because it yeah. is an indicator. We yeah. got to pay attention to hygiene in any mm-hmm. family member. Yeah. And if you see them kind of declining, it's usually a, some type of a simp sign. So I think the look of being disheveled, um, or even seeing maybe stains on clothing and other things. I think it's a combination of things. Number one, um, if you're not getting out of the house a lot, it's not uncommon. And I think, you know, at any age, you we might all think, do this. right, yes. you would get like in your comfy clothes, as we call them, and you just sort of hang out in those comfy clothes. And, um, you know, that would be something that would be, you know, people do. I think as you age, if you're, if you are more isolated, you're not getting out as often. You maybe it's harder depending on where your washing machine is <laughs> to get to the washing machine. Um, you might become, you know, a person that wants to wear sort of the same thing. It's comfortable, doesn't need to be washed. I'm not going anywhere anyway. Who's going to see me? Sort of a thing. Um, so that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind. And that would be, I would say, not necessarily alarming. And I also think, too, with stains on clothing and other things, your vision goes as you get older. It's they hard to know. see it. Right. Okay, okay, so until you say, hey, you got a stain on there, it's time to, you know, change it. I think in terms of showering, and depending on the cohort that we're talking about, showering, you know, today, in today's age for, for people who are younger, you know, we want to shower every single day. For these folks, that's not necessarily the case. I think about women, for example, and washing their hair, right? And this generation of women that are, that we would consider older people today, they wash their hair once a week when they went to the hairdresser. And so it's a different way of looking at it. Is there a fear when people get into the shower? They may have a fear. They may not want to necessarily tell you. You may have to, as people get older, work with them to say, you know what, we want to minimally have a shower once a week, or we want to minimally have a shower twice a week. I don't think for most elderly people, I think for I think for myself and maybe for you, Wendy, when we get older, we probably will want to shower every day. That's what we're, we're used to. This is how we've lived our lives. For them, I would say these are the things where we start bringing in little bits of help. Sometimes it's just a matter of standing outside the door while your loved one is there and go, okay, get in there and take a shower and if you need me I'm here. Sometimes it's harder to do things like raise your arms or to get step over that tub to get into the shower. So we might look at if we have the resources some adaptations to add some level of safety, right? A chair, other things. So, yes, these are signs that, you know, folks may need a little bit of support, but it doesn't necessarily mean we need to swoop in and move you know, them. tell them yeah. what to do. No. We don't need to move anybody. We just need <clears throat> to work with people where they are. Well, and putting safety you know, components in place for a safe shower. So I have a story that I'm going to share in the next segment because I was literally just in a senior community of a sweet lady that I had just moved in and she confided in me and she said, I haven't had a shower yet. I'm really nervous. Mm -hmm. So I've thought through this a thousand times and I said, okay, tell me what you're going to do. Let's, let's walk through the whole thing. I want you to share everything that you've been thinking about for probably the last week, because she had just moved in and we'll walk through the process. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to tell you what the answer is after this segment. You're listening to the Patriot <laughs> FM 101.5 AM 1400. We'll be right back with you. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back. We are here today talking with Tina Abate-Matsoff. She is the president of Baldwin Society, very knowledgeable, as you all can tell, and a dear mentor. And really, I mean, we share a lot of collaboration in what we do um, with events, with seniors, and we really do our best to help as many people as we can. 
And we were just talking about the shower, and I was telling you the story about the sweet lady that I moved into a community. So as we walked through the steps, I mean, I actually moved a little bench into her bathroom that because she, she was very concerned about where the towel was going to be and how she was going to get it mm-hmm. easily. And we also talked about a shower chair, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think is also a very good investment. This particular shower has the thing that goes up and down, which I also highly recommend. But the one thing the shower didn't have was a grab bar right where you step into the shower. So listeners, anyone who's a little fearful of a shower, when you get in a shower, wherever your hand touches is where there should be a grab bar. So just think of that in your mind. And usually people touch the side of the shower when they step in and there was no grab bar there. But there was one on the side along the wall mm-hmm. um, in on the back. So I said, you know, get in and grab that one before you sit down on the shower chair. But what's interesting, and I just need to share this with you, I really encourage, really highly encourage people to think about that grab bar getting in and out of that shower because your feet are wet. And that's what she said, getting out, I'm very nervous. So we got a little mat there for her. And at the end of the day, she felt confident but was still nervous. So guess what I said? Why don't we call, I forget the name of the home care company that's in this particular community, but they did a shower assist for her for the first one. I said, just just call them and ask them to do one. You pay separately for it. Mm -hmm. And after that... Then you're going to be right. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to know you're going to feel comfort. And it's, and that's why I say, I just think sometimes it's fear of the Mm -hmm. unknown. You don't know what it looks like in a new place with a new shower. And that gave her all the confidence she needed. So I just want to encourage people. Don't be fearful. If you're like, Ooh, I don't know. There's answers. I think too, that you, you need to act on your fear. That's what I really like the most. Rather than just doing nothing, we have to do something, whether it's driving, as we were talking about in the last section, Mm -hmm. or whether it's, you know, showering. If we've got some, sometimes it's being alone, right? If we're alone in our own home. So once we have these fears, this is what we want to minimize, right? That, that, because fear brings stress. It brings other issues and other problems. So we really do want to eliminate that and talking to people, like she was brave enough to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you talk to a professional, you talk to your family members, you talk to a friend, you talk to your doctor. There's a lot of folks that are out there that can help us get the answers to the questions and the fears that we have. Exactly. Exactly. And so I want to kind of turn the the corner and Mm -hmm. talk about what you do at the Baldwin Society. And I know you have a big event coming up that I want to share with our listeners. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about how it got started and, and what you're doing through that. So the Baldwin Society is actually the philanthropic arm of Baldwin House Senior Living. And uh, it was started in 2007 by the Gillette family. And this is a family that's been here in southeastern Michigan. Well, it's been in Michigan uh, for, for decades, more than 40 years, almost 45 years. And the Gillette family um, was, a, was a pioneer, really, in senior living and senior housing and really focused on very independent, keeping people independent when they no longer want, maybe want to stay in their home, but need, um, but, but still want to be independent where they are, right? They don't want them to maintain a home, these kinds of things. So the Gillette family was doing a lot of donations and giving a lot of donations to other groups. And they were sitting around one day, they had been, they were at a fundraiser and the, their, the father of the, of the family said, well, I'm, you know, I still don't know what this company really does. How is it really helping seniors? And the son said, I, I don't know. I, we're here because, it was your friend that invited us. He said, my friend didn't invite us, you know? So they said, you know what? We can do better. 
We can do better. We should be, we are, we are people that have been working with older adults for decades. We should do something on our, uh, working with other like-minded folks, similar to you and I, Wendy, and, and try to do better. And so that became the motto, really, of the Baldwin Society, we can do better. And, and what, what's really identified is the philanthropic world has neglected the needs of older people. Mm-hmm. And where there's so many other great causes out there, whether it's saving the whales or, you know, supporting pets or, you know, environmental needs. There's a lot of really important or ch- uh, child, um, child needs um, and, and helping children. There's a lot of really great things that are out there. Um, but less than 1% of all philanthropic dollars raised in this country, less than 1% is actually supporting older adults in need. So the Baldwin Society really looks uh, uh, to help seniors in need today. And also, we have to, you know, dual purpose, help seniors in need today to stay in their homes where they generally want to stay for as long as they can and sometimes forever, um, and also to help seniors tomorrow. So helping seniors today um, really focuses on those small little things, just like you mentioned with the woman, with the, you know, getting the uh, shower seat and the grab bar. It's the smallest things that are not necessarily covered by their Medicare and Medicaid that were, if you just, it makes get, all the difference. If you just got them those small things, it makes all the difference in them mm-hmm. being able to stay independent. So we fill those gaps. We fill all the gaps uh, generally of what Medicare cannot afford and will not cover as part of your benefit. We also fill smaller gaps for things that are newer technology things that help seniors stay in their home. I'll give you an example, a lift chair. A lift chair that helps somebody who is, you know, having some mobility issues but can, you know, ambulate with a walker, can move around with a walker, but has the trouble getting up can make all the difference in someone being able to stay in their home. Some of these chairs are reclining chairs. They can sleep in the chair. They can sit in the chair. It helps them get up. It helps them to maintain that independence that they're so desperately in need of. That's a big need. Um, in in certain areas, another huge need is, and I and and I and this has nothing to do with cleanliness. It has nothing to do with anything. But bed bugs are. A disaster for for a senior living in an apartment or oh. any type, and the reason is because they are such a small little bug. They really can't see the bug until so much damage has been done in their home and to themselves. It's not anything that has anything to do with cleanliness. It's just um, something that gets in there and just literally eats away at at your furniture. So lots of of things with bed bugs, um, lots of things with technology. So what would you do in that situation? What could what we do generally is uh, try to we you know the furn- we have the furniture removed from the home and we give them enough starter furniture to get going. So it's usually a, a kitchen table, uh, maybe a. a um, a new bed, <laughs> yes, um, sure. which is definitely going to, you know, because it's new got sheets. cloth right? <laughs> and, um, and then, uh, generally like a sofa or something to make the home feel more like a home. We can't fully outfit it and, and certain things like ta- like tables and, um, uh, you know, lamps so, and things like that are not necessarily affected. So it's anything that would have a cushion or anything soft that the bed bug would get into because the senior's sitting on it. 
Right. Uh, or so, laying on it. So this is, I mean, I'm not familiar with bed, yeah. bed bugs that much, but they start in the sheets and then they, they just kind of move throughout. They get into the mattress. Okay. They stay on you and might get into your sofa, at your dining room table. If you've got a padded seat, which a lot of folks do, they'll get into that. So what ends And how up, do you even know that you have them? Are you itchy? It, it takes time. They definitely do bite. So you'll start to see some bites. And, um, and then what will happen is, um, you know, somebody will come into the home and, you know, you can start to see them. They actually, you know, leave, they, they, they move around the home and you can actually see them. They're little tiny bugs. Oh, goodness. And they're, it's a, it sounds terrible, but it is a big problem for older people because by the time they can really see the bug, cause it's so small, it, it has, it's reached infestation level and we just, we have to remove, literally remove everything. We have to remove everything. We have to bomb, you know, bed bug, you know, I know. <laughs> are you itching? I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Um, so these are small things, though, that, you know, could really take people out. Because if all of your furniture was removed, how do you stay in your home? So we do these small things. We've, we work with some really great providers and some great service providers in the area. We can, we're able to outfit a home for about $1,300, $1,400 generally, it, with all of the main necessities that folks need. Right. So, we, you know, we've done this for a you while. You might not so have we're getting, pictures on the wall, but you will right. have a couch and a table and a bed. And if it's a picture on the wall, when we, when we bomb the place, we can, we can kill the bugs. Yeah. Excellent. Well, this is the kind of thing that this is why you're here. That's, so that's actually, that's what mostly what we do at the Baldwin Society. Mm-hmm. Um, a portion of every dollar that we raise, so that 70 cents of every dollar supports to keeping seniors in their homes through micro grants and programs that fund small things to keep them there. 30 cents of every dollar that we raise supports research for tomorrow. Our biggest focus today is um, stopping f- senior financial fraud and exploitation, mm. which is the biggest form of senior and elder abuse it is. in our entire nation. And I cannot tell you, even in running and operating you know, senior living, where predators are that look for people and vulnerable t- people to take money from them. I would encourage everybody to, we work with Wayne State University, Dr. Peter Lichtenberg and the IOG, a worldwide expert in this phenomenon. And I would encourage everybody to visit our website, uh, baldwinsociety.com to learn more and to connect and to be connected to resources. And we actually have resources through Wayne State and our funding of this. We have a survey and a tool that can help you or any professional evaluate the level of risk that you are at. To I think be this is fantastic. Abused. And we're going to talk more in the next segment and talk about the fundraiser you have coming up. Sounds we'll great. be back in just a moment. Thank you. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. We are thankful to be here today with Tina Abate Martsoff from Baldwin Society. She is the president and is just sharing where we've had this great conversation about aging and just sharing information. And she mentioned in the last segment, which I was very intrigued by, as I'm sure you were too, about the fraud. And they do go after our most vulnerable, and it is a very big issue right now. So this is our last segment, but I want you to spend a couple minutes, if you could, telling us the biggest things to be aware of as we age and the fraud that's happening for seniors. And then I'd love you to talk about your fundraiser that's coming up. So stay tuned. This is our last segment. Get your pen and paper ready for the fundraiser information. But let's talk about fraud first. So tell me what you're seeing out there. We are seeing a um, well. There's, there's. I would, I would break it down into two main areas for the financial fraud and exploitation of seniors. One is 
and this is probably the hardest one to talk about, and the reason why we don't report it very often is um, it's either a friend, a caregiver, a family member, maybe a grandchild or a, or a child, adult child, um, and the and this is. Um, you know, where folks are feeling that maybe they're caring for that loved one, or they, you know, they want to be, have a relationship with that one loved one, and they are, um, you know, feeling uncomfortable. And so they are giving money to a person that is emotionally, um, you know, abusing them in order to get, to get resources and money. So that's a, that's a very common uh, form of, of, of abuse. And it is probably um, the one that's the most underreported because it's very hard to talk, talk about what will often happen is other people that know the person will bring it to the senior and say, why do you keep giving this person money? And, and so you'll start to see other family members, you know, tension growing over the resources. So that's, that's one form. However, what we're seeing more and more and more are, are, are these, I'm going to call them strangers. I'm going to call them other forms of exploitation. It comes in the form of a financial planner, believe it or not, that might take your resources and might make themselves appear to be this knowledgeable person. And, you know, the largest case in, in the nation, $300 million exploited primarily from seniors. And that case was recently prosecuted. The person, by the way, got 11 years. Another person, um, a spiritual uh, leader from a church, uh, exploited, I'm going to say about 30, approximately 30 million. They received three life sentences. That was in Texas. So there's a big dichotomy and big uh, difference between different states and how they treat exploiting our vulnerable elderly. The concern I have is you trust financial planners. You trust trust your spiritual. Yes. You do. And I'm going to say that recently, I think it was the um, Housewives of New Jersey. um, She actually was on a television show. And yet, behind the scenes, and she recently also received a was was found guilty of really large scale fraud and abuse. There's smaller scale fraud and abuse as well. It could come from someone as simple as um, maybe someone that's coming to you know cut your lawn, and then suddenly they say, "Hey, you know, I've got children. I need some resources." Um, and you know, before you know it, they're connected to your bank account and taking small amounts of money from it. This recently happened with a. a person that is that I know personally um it couldn't be on the web it's it's on the phone it couldn't be um different kinds of scam there was uh, Dr. Peter Lichtenberg recently um won a case where a gentleman won a million dollars so it's the contest where you can win a million dollars call me you've won and he had to go to Mexico to uh, pick up his million dollars. In Mexico, they gave him a, a suitcase um, that had some paperwork in it that he needed to bring back. And of course, in bringing it back, you can imagine what was actually truly in the suitcase was not was 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 an illegal narcotic where the gen- and the gentleman was actually caught the gentleman was actually prosecuted and through our Wayne State University Dr. Peter Lichtenberg was able to be released because he really was 
you know, it was a fraud and financial abuse case. And what he wanted to do was give the million dollars to his family because seniors always want to, they're always afraid of not having enough money. So that is, I'd say, one of the biggest scams. It's either helping someone so that you can have a relationship, helping someone to trust them because you want to, you know, get to heaven or you want to invest your money so that you have enough or you want to leave a legacy for your children and, you know, you're being exploited and seniors are vulnerable. There is a 17 question um, questionnaire that folks can fill out at a website that we um, supported through our um, Baldwin Society. It's called olderadultnestegg.com. It's a 17-question survey that you can take that helps you to determine, am I at risk? Is something happening now in my life? Most people who are financially exploited are not exploited a million dollars. And they don't even it's realize small, it. small little increments that build trust that get you to a point where pretty soon you've lost a lot of money. And that's something that is diabolical and also I think should be prosecuted to the to the highest Level. degree Absolutely. of because these folks can't earn nope. the money back Mm-mm. and very rarely are we successful in getting their money back for them and then they become you know indigent people that really don't have the ability to go back to work and start over again can you give us that website one more time so people can look at that? Mm-hmm. Olderadultnestegg.com. Fabulous. Okay. Listeners, I would love you to listen to what Baldwin Society is doing for a fundraiser because you can see all the good work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And we, Next Steps for Seniors Foundation, supports the Baldwin Society as well. So please share the fundraiser coming up. Sure. Our fundraiser will be on September the 21st from 4 to 7. Um, it will be at the Birmingham Country Club, and uh, it'll be an outdoor event. It's an Oktoberfest, so it's going to be fully themed with music and food and beverages and um, lots of fun photo booth opportunities and um, just a really great way to um, uh, raise some money for a very, very good cause, helping seniors today and creating a better future for tomorrow. Um, I would say that if you're interested in attending, we would love to have you attend. Uh, and you can receive tickets by going to our website, baldwinsociety.com. Click on the events tab and you can purchase your tickets right there through our website. And, um, I, you know, I, I want to say, um, it's going to be kind of an outdoor event. It's going to be a fancy outdoor event in a nice big, um, tented area at the Birmingham Country Club. And, um, I would encourage people to come. I think it's going to be a fun, it's a really fun way to raise money that's good, that goes such a long way and um, really is our main fundraiser for and, the year. And 70, per, 70 cents on the dollar goes right to the senior. So goes you right can, to the seniors. Yeah, you can rest assured that your money is going to a good cause. Yeah. So if you're available September 21st, definitely go baldwinsociety.com mm-hmm. and hit the event tab mm-hmm. and you can register there and pay for your ticket. Yeah. And it's a good cause. And so I want to thank you, thank Tina, you. for what you do because it's it's the partnerships and the relationships like you that I have that I treasure and I value because you share the same passion um, <laughs> that I do. And I would be amiss if I didn't mention our Next Steps for Seniors Foundation event, which is on October 19th. Um, mm-hmm. Very similar. It's going to be in Rochester and it's, you know, a wine and cheese. It's called Sips for Seniors. <laughs> so, wow. you know, these are opportunities, listeners, that 
If you're sitting there, maybe driving or listening to this with a cup of coffee, and you're thinking, man, I wish I could do something more to help some of these people. Mm -hmm. This is your opportunity. September 21st is your opportunity to say, Tina, you know what? I love that you're the president. I love what you're doing with Baldwin Society. I want to help you. Tina is the hands and feet. You can support her by giving her some funds, and that would help you tremendously. And the same with what we do on, on October 19th. Yeah. We're, we're helping seniors every day. Yeah. Every single day, something is happening that we are stepping outside of our box and doing something to give back. And it's our passion, but we can't do it without the funds. I mean, I wish we could all do this for free. <laughs> And we do a lot for free, but we, we need the funds. So again, baldwinsociety.com. Is there a phone number too they can call if they want to give, if they don't have internet access? Or Sure. If you want to call and you would like to purchase a ticket, you can reach us uh, through our, um, our, our, our main corporate number. And that's 248-422-0292. And that number again, 248 248- Four two two zero two nine two. Let folks know there that you're interested in purchasing some tickets, and we can uh, certainly uh, take your information um, confidentially and for either a credit card and or uh, notify you of where to mail a check. So now they're all nervous. They're like, "Is it okay to give you my information?" <laughs> <laughs> we just put up. We put the fear in all these people, and now we're asking. Don't them. give your information unless you know where who you're giving but, it to. But honestly, it's the <clears throat> bank information. Okay, credit card is one thing, and yeah. yes, we can all stop a payment or call the credit card and say, I'm concerned. Is there, fr-, you know, on my account, but when you give away your, your literally your account number to your bank, mm-hmm. number one, huge, huge, huge red flags, like all over the place. Yeah. Stop right there. There is nobody that needs that account number. Well, and unless you're applying for, um, and you're right, we can get it. If you're applying for Medicaid, if you're applying for other things, qualifying for low-income housing, for example, which we operate. They need your account number? We have to. We do have to have some verification of the bank. We generally go straight to the bank okay, to verify that. Okay, call Tina or call me before you give your account <laughs> number. But I'm going to say for your Medicare number, for your bank number, you're absolutely right. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.